BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, girl, hey. Welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker of the live daily talk radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show. So here's the deal. On my radio show, we're like married up in there, okay? Yeah, like till death do us part. Or until you want a divorce. Totally up to you. But this podcast is where we date. Yes, you date me. You like... You get to know me, you try me on, you feel me out, and this is where I get to woo celebs, tastemakers, and influencers into falling in love with me. Anyone who knows me knows I'm like a professional social climber. And yeah, I wear that title like a badge of honor. But for real, my favorite part of being in the radio industry for 12 plus years is getting to meet interesting, inspiring, and exceptional people and getting them to talk about the pettiest things in the world. So if you love real talk with a touch of cattiness and a ton of laughers, then you're in the right place. I hope you enjoy this little snack. Hey girl, hey, welcome back to another episode of my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I have on influencers, tastemakers, celebrities, and my favorite category, Bravo Liberty. And today I have on a Bravo Liberty, Kyle of Summerhouse. Hey boy, hey. What's up? Hey girl, hey. Hey boy, hey, that feels good to say. Yo, bro, yo. Kyle Cook. <laughs> That's your last name. That's me. Okay, How I want to make sure I got it right. I just realized I was like, "Damn, he's like Madonna <laughs> to me. He's just Kyle from Summerhouse." Um. Oh my God. I'm so. This is way overdue. Overdue. So thank you for joining me in my home. In your home. I know. I'm phenomenal. St- I'm starting to get. I'm like. I'm really like living the podcast lifestyle. I can see where you have people come over to your studio apartment and essentially sit in your bedroom. I expected you to be in a bathrobe. I'm impressed. I'm yeah. impressed. I, 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 well, I was cleaning and scrubbing toilets for you in these black pants. So <laughs> this is, this is my, this is my, my finest attire, just in case you had to use a toilet. You know, that's you like the most know. embarrassing thing in the drank world. I just a coffee. So if you have to poop, it's a clean toilet. And I'll know it's your poop. Thank God. And I'll take pictures of it and I'll send it to, you know, all the, in Page Touch six. Magazine, Hell you got yeah. it. And I'll be like, this is Kyle Cook's poop. It's a big dookie. <laughs> um, so, Kyle, first things first, um, hi, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. We are neighbors, which is so exciting. It was we, a long walk. We were, I, it, How long was it? Three minutes. Oh, my, shut the, we're really that close, yeah. huh? Okay, so we have to do like, you keep saying we have to do potluck dinner. I know. <laughs> we are slacking. That's my fault. I take floors. What's up with the potluck? Why can't we just fucking go down to Stone Street and get dinner? Well, you know, if we actually eat in our apartment, yes. in theory, we should cook. I agree. But if we don't want to cook, then yeah, we just walk outside. But also, do you, I mean, so you're in my home now. You see it. Do you really think that we can have a four-person dinner in here? My apartment's 
a little bigger. Yeah, I so know, can... I know. I've I've heard and I've I feel like I've seen kind of like background shots where I was like, their apartment is huge. <laughs> Fuck you guys. It's you know, it's amazing the financial um I don't know, leverage you get when you have yes. uh someone else. Yeah, I know. So, I know. Yeah. Screw it. We're working towards that, me and Tay. Fucking student loans. Hey, keep it frugal. Keep. We, I'm 36. I haven't. I've lived like with roommates. So am I. Uh, exactly 36. Exactly 36. Holy as of February 22nd. Wow. I love a fellow 36 year old. Happy belated. Happy belated to you too. When was your birthday? August. So. Oh, you old as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So we have a lot to talk about. Tons to cover. Obviously, we're gonna talk about summer house, but I don't want to do that. This isn't gonna be like a summer house, like episode four recap. You know, where <laughs> well, you can go to watch a crappens for that. Exactly. You love Watch What Crappens. Look, Ben and Ronnie, they're good at what they do. Aren't they? They got their voices. They, they, they what's what's the no voice they do box. for you? Hmm. I just actually, I think they don't have a voice. I think it's just like, bro. 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 <laughs> it's like, what does a mullet sound like? Because if a mullet had a, mullet a sound. If a mullet could talk. That would be you. Bro. <laughs> that's absolutely that's absolutely <laughs> true so uh the fact that you love watch what crappens and and ronnie and ben makes me love you even more because anybody who has a good sense of humor and like is a cool ass person can listen to watch what crappens and actually enjoy it you know nothing's better than laughing at yourself yes well that's what separates i mean there's two types of bravo celebrities they're the ones who are they get what they're doing they enjoy it they think it's funny and they don't take it too seriously and then there's people who take it very seriously and take themselves very seriously and those are the people that can't handle watch what crappens yeah yeah i look i take myself seriously in some aspects in but what like, aspect in what aspects? well you know when friends like fuck you over can I say fuck? Yes, okay. you can. <laughs> fuck y'all. Yeah. So, you know, certain things. But like those guys, I was just like, I, I don't know how I discovered them. Uh-huh. And I actually was the one, I was like, Stasi, have you ever listened to You're these lying. guys? No, I. she had never heard of them. And I listened to the crossover episode and I was literally, I was trying to work out and I was dropping weights at the gym. I was like laughing that hard. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I just text her. I'm like, you have to listen to these guys. She's obsessed with them. Well, it's all me. It's all thanks to Kyle Cook. You guys hear that? You should give him a little bit of an award or something. The next time <laughs> they come to New York City and they do a live show, they should have you come. I on. know. I, I missed like the last two. I don't know. Yeah. But I want to. They're fun, man. I they're, went once. They're crazy. I love them. I love them. Love them. Okay. So we have a lot to talk about. Um, first things first, I want to talk about you growing up. Did you ever <laughs> expect to be on a reality TV show? Was that like a goal? No, no. I look, I've always been an entrepreneur. I try to like seek out opportunities, you know. The last thing I want to do is work for someone. My first business Same is. Yeah, it's it's like the gift and the curse. Mm. You know, it's not it's like by by no means the easier road to travel. No. But at least you're doing it at your own pace mm-hmm. and you know, you're turning when you want to turn. I I stumbled into it cuz I literally was going out to the Hamptons and my friend jokingly sent the email that was like the original casting. I think it was spring of 2015. Jeez. And, um, you know, I, I was working on a startup at the time, didn't have a boss, didn't give a shit. Right. Why not? Why not throw my hat in the, in the ring? So for me, I, I'm in the city. I've been here since 2007 doing startups aside from two years of business school. And uh, TV was the last 
I mean, if you think you're going to be on TV, you probably go to L.A. Right? Yeah, exactly. Go work at a restaurant like Sir. Yep. <laughs> it, precisely. <laughs> and so that was not ever really. It, did you ever watch like the real world growing up? Uh, to be honest, I never really watched a lot of TV. Oh, um, you're one of those. You read and shit. Whoa, whoa. When I was a kid, MacGyver, A-Team, Knight uh, Rider. Okay. All shows that you probably never watched. Nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Saved by the Bell. Yes. Okay. In, well, in, you know, yes. Kelly was in my spank tank and still is. Kelly you know Kapowski yeah. was, is, and will forever be the most beautiful girl in the world. Yeah. I mean, I started doing my hair like Zach for a very good reason. My little brother's name is Zach. Want to know why? Boom. Because I was in love. My mom said, what do you want to name brother? And I said, Zach Morris. <laughs> she cut <laughs> off the Morris part. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Legends. But, but ending up on t- it's so crazy because I used to, I mean, so we're the exact same age. I grew up watching re- reality TV. Like, I was obsessed with the real world. That was, like, my goal. Like, I was like, someday I will be on the real world. And then I have an uncle in casting, and he was like, so I grew up, like, acting and singing. He's like, this is not the life you want. You don't want to be going on auditions. It's fucking sad. I actually interned for him for a summer as a casting director with him. And watching people come in in, like, full suits on their lunch breaks, it was, like, sad. So I remember thinking, I want to be on the business side. I don't want to be on the actor side. It's too fucking hard. And then I got an advertising, and then I, and I was booking, like, travel for talent. And I was like, uh-uh. I want to be the talent. I fucking miss it. And then I miraculously got into radio through Sirius. Random audition. Never intended to be in radio, but like I did know I wanted to be in entertainment. So for me, it's like I kind of like kamikaze style got there, but getting there was not surprising to me. But the fact that you're on a TV show with like no interest really in being in one, that's kind of fucking insane. The closest I ever got, um, I was dating a girl, I don't know, when I was early 20s. She wanted to introduce me to her uncle mm-hmm. who was in Hollywood, big movie producer. He was like, I can hook you up with a job at CAA. CAA. Oh, you would be such and a I good agent. Like, Ari Gold's kind of cool. Hello. But then I found out you literally, you literally have to start in the mailroom. I know. And I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I had the layup. I didn't take it. So you you kind of just throw your hat in the ring to be on this reality TV show because you're like, what the fuck? What do I care? It must, Why not? It, it'll be fun. Are you even a, a fan of Bravo TV at this point? I never watched a single Bravo show before I signed my contract. What? Literally. I'd obviously heard of it. Right. Um, did my homework, and I was like, hey, half of it's going to be for shits and giggles. Half of it is because I found out it's actually like a very educated, affluent audience. And yeah. I'm like, go figure. Like, the smart people want to go unplug after their day of work. Yeah, they do. And just watch other people's be shit stupid. shows. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I can be that guy. Did you also <laughs> think that it would be, I can be the shit show for you. <laughs> I um, would be the hot mess. Uh, so did you, did you also go on because you thought it would be good for business? A hundred percent. At the time, I was in the very early stages of a nutrition uh, coaching startup. And I was I like, remember. people want to look good. Yep. Um, turned out that was very hard to kind of bring the life on camera go figure it's an app i still have it it's called phoenix but it was much harder to integrate than i ever would have thought mm-hmm. particularly because our show is based on partying in the hamptons of course <laughs> mm. it's like the, the 24 yeah, hours so you, you guys are also very fit good looking constantly in bathing suits which is terrifying for most people <laughs> terrifying i heard i think i was listening to another 
podcast of yours and you're talking about how you were on uh when you came out season two and you're Mm -hmm. like oh my god what do i wear it was the most terrifying day of my life (laughs) it was so scary i still can't believe the clip that they used was was basically um my proposition. Yeah. Calling, I was like, oh saying my God. to a meat. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. A meat, man. He was really a fucking creep. <sighs> you know, you, you <laughs> hope people kind of hit the ground running when you when you kind of loop him into a, a you know, a show that has already had at least one season. Yeah. He's a great guy, but you know, it, it's hard to bring guys on to a Bravo show, apparently. It's really hard to find someone who's gonna like put themselves Pop. out there. Yeah, it makes sense. But you do a great job of it, Kyle. You well, really, I don't give a shit, so. <laughs> you really are. You're, you're a natural. You really are. Well, thank you. Um, you are a star. You are so important to Summer House. It's beyond. So you're on the show, and once you're in it, season one, are you like, I made a fucking mistake? Because the thing that's crazy about Summer House that I don't think maybe a lot of people really truly understand is it's like Big Brother style where there are cameras legit everywhere. That doesn't happen on Housewives. It doesn't happen on Vanderpump. I mean, yes, everyone's giving their like 110% on all the other shows too, but like they have scheduled times and they show up and they know like I was at Stassi's birthday, right? So yeah, cameras are there for hours hours on hours on hours and you kind of forget they're there and then you turn it around and it's like ah camera but like they must leave at a certain time they must so you know that there's a fucking light at the end of the tunnel you guys don't have that no light yeah so what's that like is it did did you start to go crazy was there was there a breaking point season one where you were like enough with the goddamn cameras well I'm going to speak personally because I don't know how other people felt, but absolutely not. It was like actually the last thing I thought about when I, when we wrapped season one, it was just more like, Oh my God, how are they going to reduce this down to a show? Cause they've got thousands of hours of, of footage. Uh-huh. And it was just more like, is it going to be me blackout in the hot tub with Stassi? Apparently. Yep. Yes. Yes. Is it, you know, Steve Jobs. <laughs> you know, that was like, I probably am like one of the only people with their debut on television completely blacked out. That was the horrifying part for me. I can imagine. I had no recollection of what happened until I saw the episode three days before it aired. And I was horrified. I was going to say, was it worse or better than you anticipated? That moment. With Stassi in the hot tub. With Stassi in the hot tub. I I had to watch it three times to crack a smile because I was just so... I mean, yes, everyone's like, oh my God, it's an iconic moment on Bravo. I was horrified because I was just like, oh my God, I'm, I'm... I'm never going to be able to like reverse people's like, you know, judgments and assumptions about me based on this little interaction. I mean, I really didn't think it made you look that bad. I thought it was funny. It was funny, but like, if you're like a huge fan of Stassi or Vanderpump, you're like, who the fuck is that douchebag <laughs> in the audience? Uh, sorry, the hot tub talking about her nipples. Um, <laughs> I was just like, you know, and, and actually one of the funniest comments, you know, after season one had aired, someone was like, oh my God, now that we know Kyle, Go back and watch the hot tub scene because it's actually like ten times funnier. Because <laughs> I was, I was literally like, I was not trying to put her down. I was actually like, me dishing out you blackout compliments. No, you yeah. were, you were hitting on her. Yeah, it just you know, it didn't really work out. Didn't work out. <laughs> um, she also knows better. She, I was ten times drunker. Oh hell yes! And I was you just are. like, I went about that first weekend on camera like I would have any other weekend in the Hamptons. Exactly. You know, and I, I'm sure if you ask other people on other shows, they're yep. like, oh, no, we don't get drunk until the cameras go down. Yeah, I'm sure. 
I mean, no. that would be that would be if I were on a reality TV show, that would be my intention. Although I will say again, when I was on season two, when I came to that party that you guys had, I got so I arrived. I was on camera for like a half an hour, 45 minutes. I was swigging my fucking tits off. And then the second that was done, I still knew there are cameras around, but I let my guard down. I right. got wasted. I think you guys roofie your fucking shots. No. <laughs> okay, then I roofied myself. It's called, yeah, that's classic. Everyone's like, oh my God, they must have had something in the drinks. <laughs> no, it's called, you, have, you don't have any moderation. Join the fucking club. <laughs> and I got so fucked up. <laughs> it was beyond. And I blacked out. And I was so terrified because and I had to be walked out to a, an Uber at like <laughs> nine o'clock at night. And uh, we went back to the house that we were staying at in the Hamptons, Southampton. And my girlfriend said in the middle of the night, I got up and I was eating goldfish in the closet. I have no recollection Wait, of any of this. That's my move. That's your move? <laughs> I, maybe I caught something from you there. You did. You did. Um, but it was like, I, I couldn't believe. And I was so nervous that the cameras caught me not being able to walk to a cab because I knew my mom and dad would be mad. I was 34 at the time. And I was still scared my mom and dad would be mad at me or that my audience would be like, ew, you look sloppy. And that was one night. Right. I don't know how you do it. I think, well, look, you have to just live your life. It'd be literally emotionally exhausting to actually try to self-correct yes and think about what you're saying or how you're behaving at the end of the day our it is my summer yeah these are going to be exhausting weekends because there's no lounging by the pool where you're just hung over you're talking you're having to rehash shit right you know i'm gonna have fun and particularly you know three seasons in there's no fucking way i'm just gonna change my summer based on ba- for a show Fuck that. Like if it's if it's interesting to follow us, great. So right. as far as the cameras, like that's the the last thing I'm thinking about. Your now, priority is it's summer, so I'm having fun. Right. Now Wait, Amanda you... with the cameras though, she right. can't stand it. Like right. now that you know, basically I debuted on TV, you know, blackout and her debut was a sex scene. That's yeah. that's not a great <laughs> combo. <laughs> from a from a um oh we made our parents proud perspective. Did, what was the reaction from parents? Uh, thank God Amanda's dad has never watched a single episode. Okay, thank he God. He wanted to, you know, get to know me without the context of Summer House. Bless. Um, you know, I it's tough. I want to, like, get drunk, party, hop in bed. And, you know, now that we're se- no, three seasons have, in. You want to have fun, Amanda. Not fun. Not fun. fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no sex with cameras? Not fun. I know. I well. I feel like this season, you guys were saying like we're not gonna have sex on camera. Like, th- like enough is enough. They always like get us like moaning. But I, I've, I've been watching that the, the season. You guys are still having sex. Yeah, there was one sex scene. It was a minute long. <laughs> so in camera, in like TV world, that was nine seconds. So very, you uh, know, everyone, you're welcome. You're welcome. I think she literally was like, that was anticlimactic, and I'm like, God damn it for subtitles. I was going to say, how, she did say that. Oh, my God. I was going to say, so how is being on camera, like, affecting your sex life? That's actually a question I have, sex on camera. It's really. For real. She's very, you know, now she's self-conscious about it, and, and she has every right to be. Right. Um, it's tough, because they, they, you know, you pretty much are, it's guaranteed they're going to use it. Guaranteed. So, it, yeah, from a. From a Bravo standpoint, this is very unique to our show. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was unique. 
you know, I, I was like, I met Jax and Stassi and all that. And I'm like, wait, you never had a sex scene? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. We've just heard like people talking about it, but yeah, yeah they've never had sex scenes. It's it, kind of crazy. You're yeah. the only show that has that element. A lot of nudity too. Like, yeah, uh, at, at the company party for our production company, I actually always end up talking to the guy that does the blurring, and I'm just like, dude. I'm like, dude, my girlfriend, well now fiance, uh, her boobs are big, and your blurring just really comes down to the areola. I'm like, nice job, man. Like, that's that's skill. You are a crafted artiste. I know. <laughs> she has small nipples, so you basically see the whole boob. Nice for you, Kyle. I know, they're perfect. Way to get it. Okay, so what's the best part of She's being... She's going to kill me. <laughs> what's the best part of being on a reality show and the worst part of it, about being on a reality show? I think the best part, I mean, on a personal level, it's actually insane to kind of watch yourself back and and have the context of hey this was eight months ago and what's happened since do you like watching yourselves it's honestly it's it's almost like you have like a full crew of like psychiatrists Mm -hmm. helping you through life so things you know have a way of like going on fast forward because you're talking about it and there's the power of like you know retrospect and i think that has helped me grow quite frankly as a person i've seen you grow yeah hey guys just a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors that i'm obsessed with and you will be too they're called brewmate uh i actually had the honor of talking to the creator of brewmate and he's my soulmate because just like me he is not a fan of a warm adult a beverage so brewmate is the fastest growing drinkware brand in the world and rightfully so because they are the bomb. So the mission of Brewmate is to create the perfect drinking experience by ensuring every sip of your favorite adult beverage being just as refreshing as the first sip, no matter where life takes you. This is my kind of company. They've got this insanely diverse product line. First of all, it's like really beautiful and really cool. Like I have this flask that has like this like black bejeweled top. Mmm, fancy. Not only are they beautiful, By the way, they've got over 30 color options that you can choose from. So it's like amazing. First and foremost, Brewmate products are all glass-free, zone-friendly products, which is fantastic because a lot of places are now glass-free, which is soups annoying. Also, my favorite part, you no longer have to haul around ice with you. Ice is the friggin' bane of my life existence. I feel like I'm always like, I need more ice. Where's the ice? Who's going to go out and get the ice? And it's like, thank you, Brewmate, for changing the game and me not having to rely on ice anymore. Want to know why? Well, because Brewmate actually will keep your alcohol at your perfect temperature, whatever temperature you want it at, for 24 hours. I told you this was a good product. And they've got so many different things as well aside from just like styles and colors they've got insulated coolers they've got uh craft cans for beers they've got um tumblers for like actual wine glasses that keep your wine at the appropriate temperature and my favorite they've got these full bottle of wines that you fill with your favorite wine okay so my girlfriend and i love nothing more in the summer than to go up to our roof deck in our building in New York City and bring a bottle of wine and just sip away and play games and lay out and get a tan. The problem is we have to not only lug ice up there, but it's hot AF. It's New York City in the summer. So we have to literally go up and down at least 
three or four times throughout the day to keep replenishing our ice so that our wine stays at a good temperature. This is a very annoying thing. And thanks to Brewmate, it is no more. All I have to do is just get my Sancerre to the perfect temperature in my fridge, fill the Brewmate wine bottle up with my Sancerre, okay? And then bring it upstairs and it's at the perfect temperature all day long. Also, let's not ignore the fact that Sancerre is very expensive wine and deserves to be respected and you're not respecting it when you're diluting it with watery ice. So Brewmate has solved basically all of my life's problems. And the beautiful thing with Brumet too is not only does it keep your alcohol cold for the summer, but it also is able to keep things warm as well. So it's good for summer. It's good for winter. It's good for always. So what are you waiting for? Right now, Brewmate is giving my listeners a special discount of 15% off your first order when you go to www.brewmate.com and use my code Taylor. That's 15% off when you use my code Taylor at brewmate.com. Don't let summer heat ruin your drink. Go to brewmate.com and beat the heat this summer. Get 15% off your first order by using my code Taylor at brewmate.com. That's B-R-U-M-A-T-E.com, code T-A-Y-L-O-R. And now, back to the podcast. Like, you know, I'd probably still be like a single bro. Yep. Um, You know, because for many, many years, I didn't know a good thing if it slapped me in the face. Um, I think on a broader level, I think it, it certainly has opened up doors and opportunities from a business standpoint which is why i did it in the first place right the worst part is you know everybody is judging you yep and people feel i don't know what it is like they own you well i'd say actually just random people whether they're it's a dm or a tweet it's like somehow they feel empowered to like you know add their you know um their input and it's just like thanks like give me an example didn't want to well, particularly with like all the relationship like challenges that I've dealt with, like we've watched your entire yeah. relationship with Amanda, and now you guys are engaged, Mazel. We're engaged, and it hasn't been like you know a smooth sail. No, so, and we're seeing that on the season. You know that we're we're dealing with the cheating scandal, which was a looming thing mm-hmm. in season three. Do you? Is there a sense of relief now that it's just fucking out, and again, it's been it's being dealt with, or it's it's been dealt with? Yeah, I mean, for me. You know, look, I think what I've gone through is nothing, unfortunately, very unique. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just happens to be on a television show. And some of the most, like, critical developments of my relationship have been during the summer on camera. Right. It was the the longer, first of all, it happened two weeks before we started filming season two. Wait, uh, the cheat? Yeah. Two weeks before you started filming season two. Right. Okay. And um, I always knew that if the, the relationship got, continued on this path and like we were more serious, I'm, I was going to have to find a way to tell her. And also what, what, what guys from the cast were present there? Just uh, Everett from season one. Fucking Everett. Um, and, uh, and, but you knew Everett was going to tell the other guys, right? Well, no. I mean, first of all, no, the guys that were there kind of knew, had an idea of what had happened and it was kind of like this unspoken thing. And I, in my head, I'm like, Hey, if, if, you know, if I end up moving in with Amanda, for example, it's only because we kind of have talked about marriage and we're on that path and I'm going to have to find a way to tell her. Right. As time passed, it just got harder and harder and harder. Uh, I, I, I can and imagine. it sucked because I felt like a coward. And quite frankly, mm. I didn't really feel like I could turn that new page 
with Amanda until I had told her. I kind of felt like I was. Yeah. Was there a part of you that thought maybe I should just break up with her because then I don't have to face it? Um, no. I love that your answer is no. And that takes courage, by the way. There's a lot of people that would just peace out because they can't fucking face the facts of what they've done. I mean, I broke up with her going into season one because I kind of knew, hey, our relationship wasn't really mature. We weren't like officially dating. Yep. Um, I didn't want to be a coward and string her along and be hooking up with other girls at the same time. Right. That's, you know, a couple weeks later is when I met met Stassi and made a fool of myself. Sweet. <laughs> it's just the best. Yeah. It is just the best. And obviously, listen, you couldn't have been so horrible because Stassi fucking loves you. <laughs> well, we, she kind of immediately recognized that, like, we're going to be better friends. Than, <laughs> um, so anyway, I think, you know, you know, fast forward a year when it had happened, um, you know, I knew I was going to have to tell her there was no way I was breaking up with her. I was head over heels we were, you know, we kind of floated around the conversations of marriage, particularly when I was drunk. She jokes around that, uh, you know, I was basically the first one to drop the L-bomb, probably the first one to bring up the M-bomb. Um, but yeah, it, it was really tough. And, you know, it kind of came out, uh, you know. When did you knew you were going to have to meet your maker? Like, wh- She, I mean, I got DMs um, essentially following, you know, that episode. Uh, Be specific. Your episode. Okay, so and this brings us to my other point that I wanted to get to. Me <laughs> talking shit. So the fact that you're sitting here, it says a lot about you, by the way. High five, because you're five. the fucking man. Yeah. I don't necessarily... You're the, you're the woman. I don't necessarily deserve you sitting here and being here because I... So for my job, I cover pop culture. Reality TV is part of pop culture. And I sometimes develop close relationships with people on those shows. And I... I have um, a bad habit of just blindly being loyal to those friends and believing everything they say and then pushing their agenda. That's something I've learned about myself that I need to totally work on. So that I will, I'm going to own that right now. So I apologize. Apology accepted long Thank ago. You. I know, but you, you were just, apo- no, you but you were doing your apology. job. You're doing your job. I know, but so, but I actually you have to actually refresh my memory because I literally don't remember this exact thing. Was I at Sirius or was I at my new radio show? How long ago was it? A year now, ago? This would have been on, on a podcast because I was able to look it up and listen. It was on a podcast. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah. it's up to you if you want to mention which one, but it's, uh, you know, the entire episode was dedicated to ripping apart and lying about my good friend Carl. Okay, oh, that was okay. But again, that, you didn't know. That was that was on and yeah, man, I blindly backed that, which as a person who's also a member of the LGBTQ community, I know better. I mean, when I'm loyal You got sucked in. You got sucked in. When I'm loyal, I'm loyal. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm embarrassed. I'm real embarrassed. I, mean, I, by I that listened one. to that, you know, not fifty minutes of it was about that and that made me furious because Did you was, hate me? Was, Did you hate me? No, it was you just, can hate me. It was just more you're just going off of what you're being told, which was the the longest fifty minute lie I've ever heard in my entire life. And I was just trying to figure out how someone could lack so much self awareness and convince themselves of of a truth so far from what is reality. So just to clarify, I was interviewing a fellow castmate, fellow castmate of yours at the time on my radio show, The Taylor Strucker Show. So this was about this was about a year ago. Yeah. And you can link it. I don't give a shit. The the bottom line we'll is We'll let the audience link it. You know, that. he he 
he goes on to you you asked, Hey, well what's season three look like? Yeah. And um he was like, Well, there's a cheating scandal. And right. you're like, What do you mean who? And he was like, There's only one couple. So put you it together. It out. So, then, so what happened was, you know, people oh. that were listening DM'd Amanda and Shut the fuck up. Are you yeah, kidding? Yeah. So that's Ooh. how it all went down. And I did I, I did not under I did not know that this was this tightly connected to me. But I mean, again, I feel, you were just so, doing I feel your, bad. Were, no, it was a blessing in disguise because Fuck. it was getting harder and harder for me to okay, okay. build up the courage to tell her on my own. Then you're fucking welcome. You're fu- yeah. <laughs> but I'm Fuck sorry. Fuck you, but thank you. Like you yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck you, but you're welcome. Okay. Okay, so what? wait, you just got to give me a second because my brain is like blown right now. I thought we, yeah, I didn't know. You I know I did not realize that I was so directly connected to this. Okay, Chica, it's time to take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors. I'm so excited. I mean, I've been a fab fit fun girl for years, and finally they're coming to the podcast. I feel like a part of the family. So their 2019 fab fit fun spring box is officially available for pre-sale, and I'm telling you, they sell out in like the snap of a finger, so you should get on board sooner rather than later. Girl, it's time to treat yourself with amazing items like... You need a robe. There's one in this box or a cute new mini backpack also in this box. Do you love discovering new products? Are you a beauty and fashion maven constantly on the hunt for the next big thing? Then you must try FabFitFun. So FabFitFun allows women everywhere to discover new products as well as including rave review must-have brands that you know and love. It's like Christmas four times a year. I have been using FabFitFun for, I'm going to say, like years now. And I am obsessed with it. I mean, the fashion, the home decor, I use everything. If you follow me on Instagram, you will literally see I have this like gorgeous jewelry tray. I literally use it every day to put my earrings down when I go to sleep. I have an amazing face mask that has like this like cooling gel in it. Oh, it's so delicious. And in this box in particular, in this spring box, they have some amazing stuff, you guys. They've got this meditation aromatherapy diffuser i'm like yes queen i'm done spending all this money on these candles they just burn away um also i told you i love this robe it's like this kimono style floor printed knit robe and it has a belt with it and it has a high low hem i'm living in it living for it wearing it right now i'm never taking it off Okay, so for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about and aren't on board yet, FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box delivered four times a year with full-size beauty, fashion, home, fitness, wellness products for just $49.99 a box. And FYI, they're full-size products. They're not messing around with samples. And every box is guaranteed to have over 200 plus in retail value. And this box for spring for 2019 is actually more like about $350. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for FabFitFun today. I'm telling you, these boxes always sell out. Go to FabFitFun.com to sign up and start getting the box for a life well lived. Use promo code Strecker to get $10 off your first box. That's over $200 for only $39.99. Again, go to FabFitFun.com and use my code S-T-R-E-C-K-E-R to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. And now, back to the podcast. Um, So... I, I did a radio interview with a fellow castmate of yours like a year ago on my radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show. And from that interview, he said that there was a cheating scandal and then also talked a lot about Carl. Um, and so from that interview, your now fiance, bless, who I adore, Amanda, got DMs from my listeners saying. Like a couple. Yeah. Saying, wow, 
Um, like what? You need to talk to Kyle because apparently there's a cheating scandal. So she kind of just confronted me. We were together at the time when she was getting these DMs. Damn. And I kind of backpedaled. And then I just had to, you know, I had to lay it out there. Damn. And it was tough because it's, you know, again, we were actually like a couple weeks, well, at this point, probably a month from, from going into season three. And you're just Fuck. like, you know, you know, this is going to completely dominate the discussion, even though it happened long, long ago. Right. And I just felt horrible. Like she didn't deserve it. She's literally like the best girlfriend in the world. She's um, awesome. And I just, like I said, I, I fucked up and I, it was like the worst experience ever. So I, literally that 24 hour period, I mean, she didn't talk to me for like a week. Um, Ugh. that was like, honestly a life change. Like if you met, that was rock bottom. Yeah. If you met me before and then you met me after, like I'm just like two different people and I value relationships and trust and what I have with Amanda, just like it's, it just shed light, a light on everything. And it kind of is what led me into this path last summer where I was like, you know what? Like, I don't need to be that guy that, that is looking for reasons to, to not take that next step. I need to embrace it because right. it's what it's I a, want. It's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. So it's, it's like, we're 36. Again, everything happens for a reason. We're 36. We, it's time to adult a little yeah. bit, right? Um, Baby steps. Well, wow. Well, I am I am sorry, but I am actually happy it came out because it had to come out eventually. And it was. I mean, the person I had interviewed on my show, whether it was me or somebody else, oh, yeah. that was story was coming out. Bit. That yeah. story was coming out. And... Um, and I'm sure it would, must have been a huge relief for you. And I'm so happy that it went the way it went that Amanda decided to forgive you. And listen, old old Taylor Strecker would have been like, fuck that, cheaters, once cheater, always a cheater. I have lived life. And you know what? People fuck up. We're all, we're humans. We're flawed. People make mistakes. People can grow and recover from those mistakes and evolve. And I think you are perfect to get in the middle of that. Yeah, I think, well, I appreciate that. No one's perfect. Um, nope. And the fact of the matter is relationships are, are hard. And Very. they take work and everyone gets to that place where you're like ready to commit at a different pace. It's a different road, you know. Amanda was ready before I was. She's a girl. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, it was, um, it was kind of a crazy experience. Uh, Do you think you guys are stronger for it? Absolutely. It's just what's, again, like the downside of, of television is we ended up having to talk about it because everyone wanted to know about it all last summer. Yeah. You know, Lindsay didn't waste any time. No, bringing she it did up not. To our, our, our new, our new friends, literally night one. Oh, Kyle cheated on Amanda. Oh, you didn't know? Cool. <laughs> literally. It's like, no, we have spent very little time with Kyle and Amanda. How would we know? Um, so, you know, and that just kind of progressed throughout the summer and we, of course, talk about it in our one-on-one -on -one interviews of and course. then we and then it ends up airing so it's like you have to keep fucking reliving yeah, it yeah it's like we're le at this point when something gets discussed that we're seeing you know air as the season plays out it's like the fourth time we've <laughs> you've you've like gone through it gone through it exactly yeah. does it does it get easier every time or does it actually make it harder every time no i mean i would say there's various reasons why it's hard to be a couple on summer house mm -hmm. one of which is like we could literally watch an episode and get in the same fucking fight. fight. Of course. Because it's course. just like, 
yeah, you know what? I am still pissed. <laughs> um, it's like, my God, that was eight months ago. And it's like, we literally just picked up where we left off. Well, when in doubt, just make fun of Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. He's had so, a couple of rough episodes. He's had a, he's had a, a rough go of it. <laughs> um, what do we think about uh, the, the way Jordan's being portrayed this season on the show? He's getting, um, do you, how about this? Is, do you think it's an accurate portrayal of what went down this summer? Or do you think that it's like a heightened editorial experience? Let me take a step back, if I can. Okay. What, I, what my experience on, on television so far is it's actually pretty goddamn accurate. Yeah. If you look bad, yeah, it's because you look bad, but in a much longer version in real life. Yeah, at least it's one shortened. Right. Um. Not once going back to like, you know, I've, I've had former castmates be like, oh, my edit. And I'm like, actually, you were much more brutal in, in <laughs> brutal. But I just you were much more brutal in real life. So you should thank the editors. <laughs> right. Um, and the same thing goes for me. Like, there, you know, there are plenty of fights, you know, that, that don't see the light of day. It's just like. And are you just like. You have to find a balance. Are you just like, phew. Yeah. So so what I think our show, though, lends itself well to is being as about as authentic and organic and real as it gets on Bravo. Yep. And I'm proud of that fact. It's like people are like, Oh, the show's scripted. Cause everything on Bravo, it's like, that's not true. Do I look like an actor? Uh, cause if, if, if someone's capable of blacking out and still being scripted, I'd like to meet that person. <laughs> you, if you're an actor, I would deserve an Oscar. you should be winning Oscars. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like, uh, this is not LA. You are a great drunken mullet wearing human being. Yeah. I'm the same guy. <laughs> you know, I was like, literally I have, I have high school friends like, chirp at me and be like wow you literally have not changed um so anyway my, my big picture yes you know uh takeaway is like unlike other shows where you can kind of premeditate like oh i gotta go meet this person for lunch that we had a big fight two days ago yep here's what i'm gonna say and then we go our separate ways no matter how that whether it was resolved or it got worse yeah with us there's no fucking there's none of that no. And no matter what, how things kind of like end up at that dinner or that lunch or that party, guess what? We're all staying under the same roof. Oh. So it's like, and the cameras keep rolling. Wait, I have a question. Um, do you have like any tricks of the trade where it's like when shit's super awkward or like really bad after a fight? Like, is there like a place that you can retreat to? Mm. Or do you have coping mechanisms? No. Nah. I don't again. I don't. I don't think of the cameras. Uh, they're they're right. not there as far as I'm concerned. That'd be that'd be too exhausting as well. So, kind of leading into the the Jordan segue, like, look, like he's coming in, making an interesting splash. Um, I I don't think the way he's portrayed is really any different than than how it felt when it kind of went down. Right. You know, I think we were all trying to get to know him. Yep. He's an interesting guy. Very interesting guy. Like, I met Jordan a while back at Betches, actually. And I thought he was fascinating. I thought he was very attractive. Um, I thought he was smart, uh, charming, all good things. And I still really, like, as a person, when I see him at your launch party, I like him. I'm like, I like Jordan. But when I watch him on the show, I am just like, what are you doing? Well, yeah. I mean, look, they're, again, they're going to they're going to focus in on the moments that are the most entertaining. So he says some fucking crazy, crazy ass shit. shit. <laughs> crazy shit. Like, come on, bro. Like sometimes I'm like cringing, but guess Cring what? Guess cringe what? is like, a great word. It's cringeworthy. Yeah. I mean, look, Ugh. if, 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 
it's kind of like me season one. If if all I had was like that once mullet wearing, you know, horrible at relationships and picking up girls and, and drinking in moderation guy, uh-huh. if that was like, you know, people could, I'm sure people drew all sorts of conclusions based on what they saw. And I, I do feel that I've kind of come a long way. So with, with Jordan, I just hope that like, he has the opportunity to come to yeah, show. His... I, I think, you know, throughout the process last summer of just like getting to know him, I'm kind of like, Hey, you know, and Carl too. He's like, Hey, I've been in your shoes, man. Yeah. Like, you got to tread lightly here. We're all under one roof. Uh, you know, you're, you're burning bridges. Hey guys, it's time to take a quick break for one of our sponsors, Noom. I'm psyched about the sponsor, not only for you guys, but for myself as well. It's beginning to, and I know will change my life. So most people who lose weight gain it all back, like me. Why? Because most weight loss plans just tell you what to do while you're on the plan, not after. With Noom, you'll lose the guilt and learn how to develop a new relationship with food. I love that we're talking about guilt here because for me, my relationship with food, guilt is the perfect word to describe it. And until I got involved with Noom, I didn't even realize that that was a thing. There's a lot of psychology with Noom, but they have so much more on the app. But the psychological aspect for me is really pivotal. So if you want different results, you need a different approach. You need to learn, not diet. You need to build new, better habits for you, recognize and change habits blocking your success. So Noom is basically weight loss in the palm of your hand, literally. It's on your phone whenever and wherever you need it. And I also love this. We're all strapped for time, of course. But Noom just asks you to commit 10 minutes a day. That's it for you. So there's a lot that I love about Noom. I love that it's an app, like I said. I love that I can track my steps. I love that I can have a food diary. That's something that I'm very comfortable with and used to. But the thing that I love about Noom that I've never experienced before are my interactions with my goal specialist and other Noom members. I'm going to describe it like this. It's weight loss combined with like therapy, which is my favorite thing in the world. I'm 36 years old. I've had food problems for probably maybe 25 of those years. And so I need to learn how to undo those bad habits in order to not only find weight loss, but maintain that weight loss. And that's where Noom comes in. Noom is designed for results. It's out with the old habits and in with the new. So sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M.com slash Taylor. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash Taylor to start your trial today. Again, that's Noom.com slash Taylor. Start losing weight for good. And now back to the podcast. But no, like he's a really good guy. He he means well. And I think that that's what like at the end of the day, people will see that. I, I do think that. I hope um, so. I hope so. Because I really like when I run into Jordan, I give him a hug and I really, really like the guy. Yeah. I mean, look, every season there's a, you know, whether it's me or Carl, like someone's wearing the douche tag, uh, douche tag, the douche bag name tag. Douche, also known as a douche tag. <laughs> the douche tag. And Jordan gets the douche tag this season. Hey, someone's so got to do it. So someone's far. Do um, okay, uh, do we get to see the engagement on the show? Um, let's just say you'll see aspects of us kind of sealing the deal. I don't know what is going to end up being captured uh-huh. and all that good stuff, but you're certainly going to see you know, everything leading up, me looking for a ring, um, so the, on the show. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh good. Yeah, I mean, my summer it kind of came to a head in August where I had so much going on, like you know, a new startup on top of like an intern working full time on my other one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ring searching. That's or, a really like, ring hunting. What do you call it? apartment searching? Yeah. The show, which is just exhausting, 
you know, there's no days off. Right, because then you have to get right back to work. Oh, my God, yeah. I, I envy people on reality shows where your job is the show. Right. Holy shit. Holy shit, right? So it was a crazy summer. I literally, once I got through, I broke down. I had a, the, an intense flu for like two weeks because I think my body just like I believe shut it. off. I believe it. Um, can you give me any tips on engagements? Because I, you know, that's my position in my relationship now. I'm the I'm the engager. I'm gonna be that one. Does Tay listen to this? Yes, she does. <laughs> okay, I didn't know how. We can tell. Or... We can tell her to, to you know, Tay, stop fucking listening. Okay. Um, but the, the so that's like my job, and I've we've been together now almost four years. Wow. So that's a long time. Yeah, girl. But I'm a divorcee. And I'm also a late in life lesbian. So I've got a lot of like, you know, like cards. I got like a yellow card. I like know. A, a green card. Are there card. any other cards that I we need to know about? I got a red card in my pocket. <laughs> I've, you know, I got cards for days. And maybe Tay's like, does she have any more cards? <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm like kind of like, I've, I used to, I used to always joke that I was a man hater um, when I was straight. And now that I'm a lesbian, you would think that that's like makes me a double man hater. Now I'm a fucking man lover because I get you guys. <laughs> I'm one of you. Um, I'm like, oh my God, I understand men like I've never understood them before because like I'm kind of more in like the man role. Like I'm the breadwinner. That just happens naturally? How do you decide that like you're Um, the engager? Well, I'm older, number one. Okay. Number two, I am more of the breadwinner. So I have, I take a much more financial burden and responsibility than she does. Um, Very you know, old school of you. Well, because th- th- I'm a traditional kind of a guy. I'm sure there's some some female listeners being like, I make more than my boyfriend. Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, and that would make you the man one. Um, <laughs> but I used to be very, very traditional. But it's so funny because I've kind of brought those traditional values now into my un- in my non-traditional relationship. So I don't know, my dad, you know, I, I just feel like whoever is the breadwinner is the one who's kind of like, does the man stuff so for right now that happens to be me plus because also personality like i know tay like i it kind of makes sense i figured i'd put you on the spot though yeah i know i love it but i also feel like too she's younger than me and so i have more life experience plays a role which makes me feel again more like you know the the one that has to like play that role of making these big decisions and also i got proposed to so i've experienced that how old's tay Tay is 31, I'm 36, I'm five, it's a five-year age and difference. how old were you when you got proposed to? I got proposed to when I was like 25, no, 27, 27. Okay. So, I mean. In Paris. Oh, wow. What a fucking 3.2 carat ring. Damn, he got he got me. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to get me too. He's going to get me, he, he, he clipped me on he the gonna carrot sauce. I wanted to punch him in the face when he proposed, though. That's not a good <sighs> reaction. <laughs> And I convinced myself it was because I was surprised. Well, so had you guys, so this will lead into my recommendation. Yeah. That first go around. Yeah. Had you guys talked yes. about marriage? Yes. You know, it was a discussion. Yes. But you were still surprised. Yeah, I was surprised. Why? Um, I don't know. Maybe because we had only been dating for a year and a half. Okay, that's pretty fast. So that was pretty fast. So I think, you know, everyone's situation is going to be unique, but. You should know your significant other well enough to know that, like, if they if you haven't had the talk, should you? Yeah. Yes. I'm sure there's plenty of people that pop the question without having had the talk. Which, what do you think about those people? Crazy. I think you just need to be on the same wavelengths because it's just like, my God, that's a crazy experience to go through blind. Can you imagine? I mean, I think. Did Amanda help with the ring? No. 
Well, Kim, she, she gave me some inspiration. You did a links. really fucking Thank good you. job. Yeah, she. It's gorgeous. I kind of, I so for me, it was really important that it was going to be a surprise. We had had conversations, mm-hmm. but her knowing me and you know, a history of kind of like scared of commitment and also just all that was going on in my personal life with startups and my financial situation. Yep. You know, I don't think she saw it coming. So when I asked her and like, it was actually before the the kind of cheating scandal unfolded, I'd asked her, hey, in the event, a year from now, I'm looking at rings. You know, she's a creative, you know, person. She's an art director. And yep. like, obviously that's makes shopping for a ring even harder. I was like, give me a little inspiration so I yeah. don't fuck it up. Right. So she sent me like 10 links and four of the links were from the same designer, Stephanie Gottlieb. Amazing. Uh, did I get that name right? Gottlieb. Um, I want to use her. She's good. She's phenomenal. Um, and, you know, once I had an idea, like it was like a split shank, blah, 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 I kind of put it off and then, you know, used it when I began shopping for it. But, you know, we had had discussions. We both agreed, and I truly believe this, for people in New York, never move in, or shit, anywhere, never move in due to the convenience whether it's financial it's very, or logistical. very difficult not to do that in New York City because everything is so expensive. But it's, I just, I've seen so many relationships get so much more complicated. I agree. Um, and so at least if you move in, have the talk. So it's like, there's no curveballs. Right. Um, are we on the same page? Are we headed in the same direction? Okay. I truly think that in this day of age where you know, the majority of, of marriages fall apart. Mm-hmm. Have that conversation before you pop the question. And depending on the element of surprise, then kind of plan accordingly. For me... Yeah, how do you fucking surprise somebody? Well, so I think Amanda thought that I was probably a year out when I popped the question. Whoa! Yeah, like, I don't think she had... She had no clue. In wow. fact, when we were walking and you up, And you intended for it to be that oh, way. Oh, yeah. Like, to me... I was just like, I've put this girl through hell. She means the world to me. I love her. Uh-huh. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I don't think she thinks I'm in a place to even buy a ring. And I'm like, why do it when she's expecting it mm-hmm. if I'm ready now? So for me, the element of surprise was huge. And it was a crazy summer. So all of a sudden, it was like, it kind of became the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. We'd go through some shit, you know, all of which is going to play out on the show. It was very challenging, very hard, and heart-wrenching. And was there a part of you that was like, man, maybe this isn't the right time? Because there's too much heaviness. Honestly, half of me was like, oh, my God, just cut me some slack. I'm trying to fucking propose to you. (laughs) (laughs) I almost, like, let the cat out of the bag, like, on three different occasions just because it was that crazy of a summer. And I kind of kept my lips sealed and just had faith that we were going to work through things. And, you know, again... To be, to be able to surprise her based on, like, everything we, we had gone through was just, like, a huge desire of mine. And if I did it the following summer, I think I, f- I feel like, which it is now this coming summer. Yeah. She would have been like, oh, is this where we're going to do it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I um My advice would be, like, know your significant other well enough to know, do you need to have the talk before? And then, and then, just like how important is the element of surprise? Very important to her. She's very like sentimental, like that. Yeah. And I, and I need to work her family in somehow, which, like, love her family, but that's difficult. Yeah. Well, I went through that last summer. It was incredibly difficult. 
Um, How do you incorporate the family? You mean in, on the on the day or for, yeah. for like asking permission? No, I mean on the day. And also I have to ask permission. Oh my yeah. God, is that so scary? That was honestly the most nerve-wracking experience of my life. Yes, you do. You'll see why. But I mean, I Do we I, see that on camera? Yes. You are fucking lying to me. No. Nah. Oh my God. Like our season is really funny right now. It just gets better and better. And then it goes through some crazy, for me personally, it was like the craziest couple months of my life. Um, and yeah, you'll see that kind of like what, what I was going through and how that translated to like me having to ask, you know, Amanda's father for, for her hand in, in marriage. And it was, were you scared he would say no? Yeah. I mean, it was horrifying. Holy fuck. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I have a, uh, a perfect track record. So right, right, right. It was really, really crazy. Well, she, he said yes. She said yes. And all is good in the world. Well, Kyle, this has been so much fun. Uh, before I let you go, I do want to talk about Loverboy. Ah. Because I know this is your baby. This is my baby. I've done a lot of startups, and this is the one that I am just like so committed to knocking out of the park. It's so fucking good. You, oh, that's right. You've had it. Yeah. Multiple I had times. It, I had it at your party. Yeah. Were you at our premiere? Premiere party, yeah. Tam, yeah. We, we, we went to the wrong location, so we were a little oh bit Oh, my God. Late. That's right. Uh, yeah. So Loverboy is a sparkling hard tea. It's got zero grams of sugar. Amazing. About 100 calories. I'm working on bringing it to market in New York in the next couple months in time for summer. And Perfect. It's, it's, in my mind, it's just like, long overdue it's just like why do i treat my body as good as i can during the week and i completely let it go in the weekend then i wonder why i feel like shit on sunday and monday exactly because you're drinking drinks with fucking 30 grams of sugar to so much sugar yeah when you're when you're like wondering why you're so hungover, it's probably because you had a bunch of like sugary margaritas which we all love yeah but like you know why even go to the gym if you're gonna like drink sugary drinks so this will eliminate that intensity of a hangover thanks yeah. to the lack of sugar all the fun no regrets all the fun no <laughs> regrets what a slogan uh kyle thanks for joining me on my podcast this has been very fun thank you thank you for having me you are natural darling Did, how did i wonder does my voice sound good it sounds so good i'm thinking about doing a podcast i think you should here's the name uh-huh the morning wood <laughs> And I'm going to start it out by saying, yo, bro, yo. I might just steal that from No! <laughs> That's no. That's okay. too close to mine. Actually, I would I would be honored. I would be honored. <laughs> yo, bro, yo. Just you should do it. All the trials and tribulations of being a bro in 2019 and how to date that bro. Yeah. I just made that up, but that's that's what I'm thinking. I think that that's fucking genius, actually. <laughs> Why don't you just call it fuckboy nation? Ooh. No, how to turn a fuckboy into a lover boy. Yeah. How about that? How to make a fuck boy a housewife. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> genius here. Creative genius. You guys, uh, Kyle, again, thank you for joining me. Thank you. F uh, follow Kyle on social media, which is? It's I'm Kyle Cook. That's the letter I am. And then my name, Kyle Cook. Kyle Cook. And, of course, check Kyle out and the rest of his castmates every single Monday night. Monday at 10, directly following Vanderpump Rules. On Bravo for Summer House. Um, say hi to your lovely fiancé for me. I adore her. Amanda. Everyone should follow Amanda, too, on social media. Let's throw her a bone, too. Amanda Batula. I love Amanda. And you guys, thank you for joining me on this week's podcast. We'll be back next week with a brand spanking new one. Make sure to subscribe to it, like it, comment, rate it, all the good stuff below. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye, girl. Bye. 
Did you enjoy this taste of me? Want more? Then go to taylorstrecker.com and sign up for my daily talk radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show. And listen live or on demand.